You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 270. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. It's Marisa here. Last week, we talked about the slow business movement, and that is intended to set the tone for how we're going to talk about and uh, think about and work through some of the next creative business concepts and ideas that I'm going to share with you over these couple of weeks before we head into the Sell a Piece of Art This Week workshop. And today I want to talk to you about your two most important assets as a business owner, specifically as an artist business owner. Number one, I, I'm sharing this with you because these are so often overlooked And whether you are just thinking about starting a business, whether you are already in business, these are so important. So let's just have this conversation right away. Let's not beat around the bush. Number one is your art itself, specifically your scan of your work scan and or photograph, a professional scan of a larger work is typically done with a camera. There's a whole system. There are really large scanners as well. And I personally have worked small for so long. I was also able to scan all of my work from the beginning. And because I work on primarily like working on wood panels, those have been great to scan. Sometimes canvases can be a little squirrely with how the colors come through. And I'm trying to think of how I knew to do this. I'm fortunate when I started a few things, including the second business asset that I'm going to share with you, came intuitively or were the only option. But I think just selfishly when you make art. And I continue to come across artists who are wondering, what if I don't want to sell my original? Well, then how do I make a living with my art? And to that, I would say, well, then of course you want to have a scan and sell reproductions of your work. Because I was supporting myself right away, I was happy to sell originals. I also don't do well with a lot too much stuff around me and I'm not calling my art stuff it's it's more than stuff it's very very dear and special to me but I need to feel space and I'm not storing a lot of things let's just put it that way and so I also like to move art through my studio 
because I know that it will inspire me to create more. It's sort of like a vacuum. When there's space to create more, then I will. If I start saving all of my work, I have saved some of those very special pieces I have, and I'm so glad that I did. But if I'm saving them all, they're not serving the greater purpose of being able to bring joy to you, impact your days, your home, you know, add so much more to your life, which let's be honest, I think we've had this conversation, if not the reminder of there's nothing like an original piece, nothing compares to an original piece of art. So if you can purchase one, personally, when I collect art, I prefer to purchase an original. If you can purchase one and uh, you collect it, then you know what I mean. I know we are also moving into the age of a digital world of NFTs. And as I learn more, I will continue to share more with you on that. I understand that that can also be perceived at the value of an original, but we won't be having that conversation today. But again, another reason why it's so important for you to have a digital copy of your work because it's one of your greatest assets. When you sell an original and it's gone, and I'll, I'll give you a specific story to this, I created an abstract. It was a larger piece. I did not take it to be professionally scanned, which is what I do now with larger pieces of work. I am based in Los Angeles, so there's a great location nearby that I can take my work to because I know how valuable it is because when I sold this piece, at the time, my licensing company wanted to license it, and I couldn't. I couldn't. The original was gone, and an abstract will never be recreated. It is absolutely an in-the-moment piece. I, I, you can create something similar, but unlike illustrative work where I can create another character, it will also never be exactly the same. Every That's what makes an original so special, right? It was created in that moment. That moment no longer exists. The next moment will hold something slightly different, even if it's similar. And so once that's gone, it's gone. And if it's gone, like sent to a collector gone, I did actually try to get this back because I knew the collector and it just never came together and it's fine. However, it was a hard lesson to learn where I didn't have that asset. I didn't have that scan. And so I kept myself from having additional revenue because I was missing that scan. So first and foremost, scan your work. Get some high quality, um, high DPI, a minimum of 300 DPI, if not higher now. We used to have to keep it a little bit lower because we would run out of room on our computer's hard drives, but now you have backup drives and Dropbox. And so get a really nice high res scan, I'd say 700 DPI or higher because it will allow you to print it if you ever want to print it. And even if you said to me, I don't think I ever would, I don't know that I would ever make reproductions, wouldn't you like to have that choice if you did? Because I didn't think that I was going to paint more abstracts, which I am, by the way. Oh my gosh, I'm having the best time. I'm having the best time playing in this new realm in a whole new way. But I didn't think that it would be 
a valuable asset, which is also not a very professional approach to my own work. Everything I create now is seen through the lens of its value. And so I want to document that. I want to keep those assets on hand. I have often thought, you know, if I had to uh, get something fast from my studio, you know, I don't like to have these thoughts, but if anything happened and I had to grab something that was most important in my business, it would be a hard drive with all my original art scans because I can't get all of those back. And if I have those, I have them multiple places as well. Which also means, just on a side note, that these are valuable assets. They're not something that you want to be giving to people or making as readily available, you know, downloadable, printable items, with exceptions, of course, but they are that valuable. So only people who are licensed to reproduce your work should be getting access to those high resolution files. So keep them maybe more than one place. And you can always delete those files, but you can never get that original back or get a scan of that original once it's gone, typically. In a rare case, you might have contact with the collector and they will hand it over to you to make those reproductions, but just avoid that situation to begin with take care of it, make it part of your practice when you create original work, document it. And that way when it sells, you don't, you don't accidentally forget and uh, it, you're all set and you can deliver that original. And just for the record as well, since we're having this conversation, you always retain the copyright. This is here in the US. You might check if you are located in another country, what your rights are, they do vary, but typically the artist always owns the copyright just because you're selling an original of your work or you even a commission does not grant the owner of that original, even a commission to be reproducing it without your permission and or certainly not reproducing it to make any any money off of that, those would be royalties for you because you own the copyright. So make sure that that is also clear for your collectors. Some people get confused. They think they're buying original work and that that means they own the copyright and that they could technically reproduce it if they want to. And that is not the case. So your most important asset, number one, are the scans of your work. If you are doing 3D work, this would also be, you know, if anything, you would have a catalog of really high resolution photograph so that you have a representation of that work for something that you might use in the future, even if it's simply to market for more of that work, have a record. It's really about documenting what you create. The number two asset is called your email list. And this is a very big oversight that I see with not just artists, but many online business owners, especially anyone who's had success and traction in their social media platforms where they feel like, well, I'm in touch with my people. I market to them here. They buy from me here. 
I don't need to have them on an email list. Wrong. (laughs) Absolutely wrong. Do you remember not so long ago when Facebook and Instagram went down for a couple of days? Have you ever had or heard of people who've had their accounts hacked? I also had a dear friend, unfortunately, who had a not so great employee delete their uh, disgruntled employee, delete their entire social media account that they had been building over 10 years. You want to have many eggs in your basket. And one of those eggs is your email list, because when all else goes away, you can download a CSV file. It's a spreadsheet or a It's a certain kind of file. Don't ask me what those letters stand for. I forget. I'm not looking them up right now. You can download that file and you can have that with your painting scans. So just have one hard drive or have it in Dropbox. That way, if anything happens, it's in the cloud and you have your email list and you have your art scans because you can do a whole lot with that if there's no social media or if that platform isn't the flavor of the month or the algorithm changes yet again and you don't know how much visibility you're going to have you must have an email list. How did I figure this out? Well, I figured it out because there was no social media. There were just blogs and there was MySpace when I started. And I had to let people know what I was doing. I couldn't just trust a blog. And to be honest, I had also started a company before Creative Thursday that was very heavily in the tech the uh, e-commerce internet online space. So I was very early to this game and very forward thinking. And I, I knew email was how I communicated with everyone and let everyone know what was going on with that business. And so I automatically knew that I needed to reach out to people and invite them to be a part of my email list and that they would get first dibs on the paintings that I was creating, which again, I happily sold my originals because that was my income at the time. And I wanted to make space. I was living in a small uh, space, really working for my dining room table and living room wall with my red Ikea desk. And so I needed to move the art through, but the biggest incentive was their selling and that's great. But I realized quickly that once they sell again, I had nothing after that. If I sold that original, I could never have Lewis and Oscar. Lewis and Oscar was one of my best selling prints of Lewis the Lion. My expansive artists know we have one of the stages of our success path is uh, love marketing Lewis, Lewis the Lion and Oscar the Little Blue Owl. I don't know what it was about that print. I specifically remember painting it outside in the garden in Laurel Canyon, LA. And I thought, this is a pretty cool, cool little piece. Oh my goodness. If I did not have a scan of that, I have no way of knowing specifically how many prints of Lewis and Oscar sold. It's by the hundreds, by the thousands. And you can just imagine that that whole income stream is gone because I don't have that scan. Also, I had 
requests for commissions of a Lewis and Oscar. If I didn't have a scan or representation of that work, no one would have ever seen it. So it was simply the byproduct of I'm sharing my work on a blog. I need to be able to have a representation of that image on the blog. And so I didn't like how my art photographed. I have twice in Los Angeles ended up in bungalows and older homes and not these like huge modern big tall windows and so even though we have a lot of sunlight it's challenging for me to get good light in the house and studio I'm currently in. I never felt like the photographs did any justice to the work and so oh light bulb, I started to figure out how to scan it. And as soon as I scanned it, the colors were so rich and oh my goodness, I could reproduce it, which was my second income stream, which was selling holiday cards that were made from scans. They were reproductions of scans from my paintings. And I was just thinking all the way back. In truth, I learned about this because I worked Before the company I started, I worked as a graphic designer inside of a tech company. And so we were very aware of scanning our work and saving those files. And so that just came to me naturally. That's why I often forget that you may not know this. And so consider this a very big public service announcement because a lot of times things that just come naturally to us or that we've been doing for years, we forget to remind you, oh, by the way, this should be obvious, but it may not be because you don't have all the same experience. Please protect your work. It's also very important, as I've referenced this a few times, to documenting your work because I photographed. This was a photograph only because it was 3D. So I've also sculpted and sold those pieces. But I have photographs of everything because I blogged about it. I used it on social media. I sold it on my website, right? So I had to have imagery. Again, I wanted to have good quality imagery, the best that I could get. And so I would invest in a good camera. And I had a photograph of the bunnies and the mushrooms that were these tiny sculptures of which I still have two of those originals myself. They're tiny, so they don't take up a lot of space. Like they're tiny, like the size of my fingernail, tiny. They're really, really small. And I created a series of them. And it was that photograph that inspired one of the designs in my red thread fabric line. And it was that design that got knocked off and reproduced with a company in the UK. And it was that company that we ended up uh, suing to recoup royalties on a design that was stolen. And it was because I had that photograph that I was able to document and prove exactly when I created that particular sculpture, which led to the design several years later. And so it's important for many reasons to protect yourself as an artist. That is why I call it an asset. And then coming back to your email list, I have said this before, I would not be in business if I did not have an email list and if I was not emailing that list. So this is something we're going to talk more about in the Sell a Piece of Art This Week workshop. We're going to be talking more about it across the board in all of my programs because this piece seems to be missing and 
you're leaving money on the table because you don't feel like writing a newsletter or you don't want to be a bother in quotes to someone by sending an email and the bigger conversation is if you're having those thoughts we'll talk about that but for now at bare minimum please have a place for people who want to know more about you stay connected to you and your work purchase your work can sign up on your email list It is the most important asset that you can have as an online business owner. I don't care how big your following is on social media because it's changing right now anyway. Will TikTok take over Instagram? (laughs) Will Instagram take over Facebook? No, they're one and the same. Will there be another platform that will be a threat to all of them? Yes, Yes, all of these things can and most likely will happen. And where will you be? What if Instagram isn't the hot place and it's already kind of shifting and yet that's where you have all your followers? Oh my goodness. What are you going to do with those followers? They will mean nothing if nobody is on that platform anymore. So you must, and there are, as as I titled my program, my experience, the artful selling, there is an artful way to invite people to be a part of your email list so that you're not bothering people, but you're enhancing their lives. You're inspiring them. You are bringing joy to them. So it's not just having the emails, not just sending the email. We'll call it a newsletter for just a basic term. It's much more than that. It's having the strategy behind that and the thoughtfulness of how you choose to engage with the wonderful people who join your list and say, yes, I want to be more invested in you and what it is that you're doing. It's very valuable. And and by valuable, I mean, it's It's really important to recognize how much that means when someone does join your email list, which again adds this value to this particular asset. It's your, as an online business owner, it is your way of communication. Technically, you hit all the places because someone may not see your email. It might end up in their junk folder. Happens all the time. There are algorithms that do happen within email marketing as well. So it's not just one and done, but it is something that is your own. And this is one of the very big concerns I have around when you're working on Etsy, that you must find a way to be able to connect with your collectors. Because I think, and I saw they just made some policy updates. So I'm not going to speak directly about the policies. I don't know what those changes are, but you always want to check what their policies are in regards to reaching out to your customers, your collectors, but it's been a little bit uh, slanted on the side of they all belong to Etsy. And so that again is why it's so important to make sure that you are staying in direct contact with your collectors. It would be the same with being represented at a gallery, the same with being at art shows. You know, we used to and still do have notebooks where people can put their name to be added to the mailing list. Don't underestimate the power of that. 
I have one collector who has bought close to $8,000 worth of art for me that I met at an art fair. And so every person who is interested in what you're doing, that is a relationship. That is a powerful connection. Never underestimate how special it is and also treat it with that kind of care. Treat your art, this is where you you show up like a pro, right? You treat your art with the value that you would like it to be experiencing in the world. You value your work, value your value and the value of your work and value the, the connections that you make and inviting them to be a part of your world and a part of your email list. It is not a bother. It is a gift and it is meant to be an exchange between both of you within that connection process. And for today, those are your two most important assets in your business. Some people are now also adding text emailing to that list so that you can reach somebody on their phone and um, by choice. And I actually like it when I'm in touch with people that I want to hear from. I appreciate it because sometimes my inbox gets to be full pretty fast. And so I know I can see something on my phone. So there are many ways that we can stay in contact, but this is something that's yours. It's just like having your own website versus selling on other platforms. Make sure that you hold on to those assets. There will be people who will try to take them from you, uh, not with a necessarily a malintent, but just saying, you know, this is my platform, so you don't get these emails or, you know, um, we're licensing your work so we get the copyright and we get the reproduction. And in certain instances, you may, uh, I hope really you don't, <laughs> that's agree to giving up any of your copyright. So when you begin to think about your business through the lens of these are very valuable, you will also approach any kind of negotiation or collaboration through a slightly different lens when it comes to those assets. So if you know, you can always not have that email, but you can't get it. If you don't get it, you can always delete a scan of your work, but you can't get it back if it's been sold or you don't have it anymore for whatever reason. So err on the side of getting those assets and preserving them and documenting your work and valuing the work that you do. And that's all for today. We're continuing the slow business movement. You can take these steps at a lovely, gentle pace. And we'll talk more moving forward. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, have a beautiful, creative week. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. 
Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.